Welcome people on Anchor and iTunes app, as well as people viewing this video. Sorry we've had some technical difficulties getting video up before, but we now have a nice new crack camera uh, <laughs> purchased from a, a crackhead with two pieces of rock salt. So I'm just kidding, he only wanted a Capri Sun. But we have Cody Spell up in the office, his Hold own on. office. Back at it. Mm hmm. Round number two. Round number two. This is our second go round. Round number two. Yes, we're matching on purpose. Yeah. Uh, we woke up like this. Yeah. For real. We talked about it this morning. What mm -hmm. we're, gonna wear. we're actually the same person, and we just, it, it's called mitosis. That's what happened. Just for the podcast. We divided. Just for the podcast. Yeah. So today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the concept of it is earned, not given. Not given. Mm hmm. We're coming off the back end of some level method testing, and we think this is some good stuff, mm -hmm. concepts for people to know. So, yeah. Take it away, Cody. What do you think about the concept of earn, not given? Where would you like to start with this? Yeah, so I had a good conversation with Karen. Just let me go ahead and talk about a little conversation we had the other day. So, for instance, Karen was asking about getting a bar muscle, for instance. And so we started the conversation about her upper body pool colors, and um, we talked about you know how much time she had spent working on getting her upper body pulling strength up to try to get to a regular bar muscle up, and you know she had admitted obviously she hadn't put in out of work up to that point in time um, before the upper body pull test, and so we had the conversation of you know, you have to have an honest conversation with yourself and, and say like, how much time did I actually spend on this one particular item and skill to really improve, to earn the the next stripe up or the PR, whatever it may be. And if the answer is I really didn't spend any extra time on it, then we had to have the honest conversation with ourselves and say that I didn't put the time and effort in that I should have to strike, level up, get the PR, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times we'll see athletes and they'll get, you know, frustrated that they didn't PR or they didn't level up or whatever it may be. You, you insert your situation yourself and, um, you know, you sit down and have that conversation with that athlete and you mm -hmm. ask them, you know, what did you do to improve upon it? And a lot of times the answer is, is I didn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's having a conversation that I wanted to have in this podcast is, is saying, you know, yes, there are times that you're going to PR on random items, uh, you know, that's part of fitness, but you need to have the honest conversation with yourself and say, you know, did I put the time and the energy and the effort to earn that PR? Not, you know, just don't give the PR, you have to earn the PR. Mm -hmm. um, and if that answer is, you know, no, then the only person you have to look back is the person in the mirror, you know, because you didn't like do Michael it. Jackson said. Yeah, like Michael starting Jackson with said. a man in the mirror. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know, I can all, I can use my own personal testimony on this. So, for instance, like I'm not the biggest fan of running, obviously. And before the mile run, you know, there's that there's a lot of emotions that go through something that you don't necessarily enjoy, especially if it's, it's like a test of some kind that involves a movement that you enjoy. So, like for instance, the one mile run was something that I was looking forward to. It kind of gave you a little bit of anxiety, kind of like that self doubt kind of creeping in, like. And your initial reaction is, I don't, I don't want to do it. Oh, vomit. No, <laughs> I don't want to do it. And, uh, you know, I was sitting down kind of Sunday afternoon. I was eating dinner. I was kind of thinking about it. You know, this is the night before we are doing the mile test. And I said, you know, the worst case scenario is I just, I leave with the same thing I got before. You know, I'm, we don't take anything away from you. If you don't level up, you're not going to go level down. I was like, worst mm -hmm. case scenario is I leave what I, I came with. And I had that on a conversation with, with myself saying, 
I didn't do anything to change that. I didn't spend any extra time out on the road, running those miles, running those sprints, anything um, to change that. So I didn't earn the right to try to improve my mile mm-hmm. time. And that's okay. You know, and that, if that's not your goal, that's not yeah. what you want to do, and that's okay too. They never want to fuss with you. I mean, this fitness thing that we do is huge. Even mm-hmm. the level method boards, 15 different yeah, tests. 15 different tests. If you didn't work on every, if I didn't work on every one of my, if I worked on every one mm-hmm. of my weaknesses, I would have to quit my job and also, you know, everything else. Yeah. Because it's just so broad spectrum. And the point of that board is for you to visually see, you might have an idea of what you're bad at, but to visually see what you are bad at. You know, obviously you're going to have some things that you're going to be very good on, some things that not so good on. And people naturally don't want to do things they're not good at. Yeah. You know, they don't want to it's do not the, fun. They don't want to do the tests that they're not going to do well on. That's just natural. That's human nature. Um, but those are usually the things that make you grow and become a better person, mm-hmm. especially in the crosser run, obviously. And so, like a conversation I was having with Karen is like, we don't expect everybody to hit a personal best on all 15 of those categories. No. That'd be very, very hard to do. Especially if you've been doing CrossFit for multiple years. But if you can improve on even just two of those items and you maintain the 13 other ones, you're, you're an overall fitter person than you were the last time that we mm-hmm. tested. And that's what we're trying to get at is that we don't expect you guys to appear on every single one of those 15 categories. It's just if you can get you know, two, three, you know, then, you're, then you better work, you're better now than you were before. And it's just it's that, that linear progression of you know, improve here. Improve here, then improve in this next category. Yeah, and slowly but surely we're climbing across that pyramid. Or it's just, that yeah, ladder. it's a lifelong process. Yeah, and and it's okay if you don't want to spend the time, extra time and effort on some particular item. So, if you you know, like for instance, you don't necessarily like deadlifting. You're like, well, I'm really not interested in getting better at my deadlift. That's not something that you know tickles my fancy. That's okay. It tickles my vertebrae. Take your vertebrae. Uh, that's okay. But you have to have that conversation when you go to the deadlift test to say if you, don't, probably, yeah. if you don't do any better, then, then that's your work. Yeah, some things are like very few, but some things are like within willpower distance mm-hmm. where you can just like – you probably already have the potential, but you just willpower your way past that middle block. But then there's some things that are very strongly physical adaptations mm-hmm. like the deadlift or something yeah. like that. Like you know, I can, as much as I wanted to the other day – I wanted it so bad, and that's why you know I could get upset afterwards too. Yeah, but want was not enough. No. I need muscles. Like I need you, more. You, you have I need to train. More, yeah, I need to have that physical adaptation mm-hmm. for it to happen. And then there's only one way to do that. Yeah, you have to train it. It's just it's not just given. Like you have to earn that PR. And you know, obviously, not every day is a PR day, and some days you're feeling it more than others. But you know, like you said, the whole will thing. Like I could maybe will myself to an extra. You know, five seconds off my mile. Yeah. A better mindset, but I'm not taking two minutes off my mile because I want it. No, you know not because you want it. Just that's really because bad. I want it really bad. While I'm running my mile run. I don't care how bad you want. You're not like I'm knock off two minutes off my mile just because you want it more. Which, when you're like in that moment, when you're like in the middle of that deadlift, or you are in the last hundred meters of that mile, you know, and you want it really bad, and you make it to the other side, and it's it wasn't good enough for what you wanted to do, or you yeah. like you make that lift, and it wasn't the it wasn't the weight that you needed to get, or something. One, that's still just a, a measurement system. It's still – you just judge it off of your own fitness. But when you're in the moment, it's very negative. It's very like – it's like defeating. Sure. And that's because that's it matters to you. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a good thing. You know? No, because it, it, it creates adversity and 
that's how you grow as an athlete. Yeah. You know, you, you learn through your failures, not necessarily your successes per se. And Imagine how boring this would be if you just went up to it and you were great at everything that you did. Like, you didn't really have to work at yeah. it at all. Like, you just showed up and just... Yeah. Any moments in life that you're probably the most proud of are the moments that you earned. Put in the work you for it. You put in the work for it and you you fought and you and you got where you wanted to be because you put that time and energy mm-hmm. in to do it, right? You know, anything that you just do right without doing any kind of practice, you don't have that fulfilling of success. Yeah. You know, if you're working towards something, just like when you go to college, like you're super proud of yourself when you earn that degree because you just can't walk in the yeah. building and get the degree. Because four years of shit. Yeah. It's, it sucked really hard for a yeah. while and then it was really great. And the same thing with CrossFit. Like, you know, if you want to try to get a bar muscle up and you don't have the prerequisite strength to, to do a bar muscle up, you have to earn the right to do a bar mm-hmm. muscle up. And, you know, take, and also, I want people to know this as well. It's like, you know, coming in five days a week and working out is obviously a humongous commitment. Mm-hmm. You're spending, a, you know, you're spending a decent amount of your time every week in this gym putting in work. But also, it is a blanket program. Yeah, it is a it's general physical preparedness. CrossFit, yeah, it is general. a well-rounded program. We're gonna get a, a sprinkle of heavy lifting. We're gonna get a sprinkle of light. We're gonna get a sprinkle of meat. We're gonna have a sprinkle of high reps, low reps, long duration, short duration. We keep you generally sports. physically prepared. Yes, we're gonna be a full blanket program that's gonna be a we took a, a general gym avatar that's going to try to get better every little thing. But that doesn't mean for you individually that's what you need to work on on your weaknesses on We're the side. We're all different. We're all different, yeah. you know, because, you know, for instance, you know, you're very good at body weight movements. You're not very good maybe at deadlifting. Yeah. So you know that you need to spend the majority of your time more on the deadlift than you would be on upper bike, for instance, muscle-ups. Mm-hmm. You know, for somebody who can maybe pull – you know, a 400-pound deadlift, if they can't do one muscle-up, they need some time on the muscle The gymnastics area. You know, yeah, and so that body. involves spending maybe an extra 15 minutes twice a week working on this bigger Such items. a small, yeah. You can, yeah. Uh, I've been having that conversation with people a lot lately too, is like what we do in CrossFit is general. But sometimes like strength at the upper ends and skill at the upper ends are so far outside of generalization. They're, they're closer to specialties. Mm-hmm. That you need to spend more special time on them. Yeah. And 15 minutes twice a week is literally all people would need. Yeah, I think people get overwhelmed. They're like, well, I can't. I'm already coming an hour a day. It's like, well, it doesn't really spin up. You don't have to dive in a whole bunch of time on particular items. You know, like you're trying to get a bar muscle up. You know, just working on upper body pulling strength in general is only going to take you about 15 minutes twice a week. And yeah. you build up a lot of pre-workers. Of a lot of people get in 15 minutes before the class mm-hmm. starts. Yeah. And even if, the, if for some reason their schedule is so smashed that they can't, take one, like, I would even say, like, this isn't the worst thing, but if you really, really want it, take uh, one of those workout days where you block out an hour for that mm-hmm. and do your skill work, do yeah. your strength work, do whatever that yep. may be. Yep. And so, uh, and that kind of, the whole principle of this podcast is like it's earned, it's not given. It's kind of work. You know, in a bar, in a, a muscle up's a, a good one to do because a lot of people, you know, it's the, kind of the fancy, it's high, you know, high shiny object item is to be able to do a muscle up. And um, we want, you know, a lot of people just want to be able to do a muscle up, and um, that takes so much time and it takes so much energy, especially for females because they come in with not having a lot of prayers of pulling strength. That yeah. you're just not going to magically jump on the bar and, and just. Get over top of the bar, but let's do a bunch of drills. Is because if you don't have X amount of strict pull ups, like a good 10 plus strict pull ups, more than likely you don't have the privilege of strength to get on top of that bar. And so your body doesn't even want to, yeah, like autonomically, it doesn't more than likely if you do get on top of the bar, your joints aren't going to be very happy no. that you did it that way. They're and, not defending, <clears throat> yeah. And so, um, 
Yeah, and that's kind of the whole principle we kind of came back to. And even this morning, I was having a conversation with uh, some people about, you know, getting the basics down. And a lot of people just want to jump into the intensity side of things as well. It's like, well, I just want to go hard and, you know, try to better my times and things like that. And it's like, well, if you just focus more on the basics, like getting your squat better or focus on better pressing, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that would then from there improve your times down the road. Yeah. Let's take like at the elite level, like at the upper spectrum of fitness, because we're we've turned it's been turned into a sport, so we're able to see quantifiable, really really extreme measures of fitness. Look at the mediocre athletes, like the ones that are like never at the top. They're up there, so you could like get up there with half-ass movement. Mm-hmm. You can get up there with very bad movement quality or mobility or whatever it may be, but they're never at the top. Look at the people at the top. Yeah, the people that are at the top can air squat like a pro. You know, they can they can do those simple that they've mastered the element and then moved on and then mastered the element and then moved on and mastered the element. And they've done that to where when they're at the top they they're close to mastery if not mastering it. Yeah. But when you just half ass your way through, you're you're gonna have a really shaky foundation. There's not many guys that are gonna be competing at the cross games at that high of a level. At least the top tier guys that are gonna be moving very poorly. Yeah. Um, you can't I know, do it. I know I went my first level one one of the guys there was saying, you know, he was judging at the CrossFit Games, whatever year that was, like 2011, 2012, and he said the best guy to judge was Rich Fawning because of the fact that his movement was so good that it made your job easy to judge. Yeah. Because there was no, like, well, maybe he was getting depth or maybe he was locking out. It was, you know he was getting full depth. You know he you was basically just got to count. Room. Yeah, you basically just got to count. Yeah. That was the only thing you were doing. And I, I feel like a lot of people were content not being the best. Like, oh, well, I don't want to be the best. Mm-hmm. I just want to be really good. And it's like, you're going to break something. You're going to, something's going to tear. Something's going to give out. Well, and it's, that's such a, I understand where that scope is coming from. You're like, well, I just want to, I just want to be good at CrossFit. I'm just going to be the best. I just want to be good. Well, and you're looking at it through the lens, like, I'm just going to go hard, you know, I'm, and I'm going to cut some corners here and there to try to be better. Yeah, again, that's that willpower over hard work. Yeah, and it's, you know, you'd be hard pressed to say like, okay, well, if you move more efficiently, don't you think that you would just improve by moving more efficiently? Yeah. And so um, we don't call it efficient. We don't. We don't. So a lot of people when they hear like, all right, move efficiently, they think in their head, my coach is trying to slow me down, stuff like that. Like yeah. the word efficient means less energy is wasted. Less energy is wasted. That's what we do in here. A lot of the times, we're just running out of energy. Like 99% of the time, the workout gasses you out and you run out of energy. Well, it's just like you're going to, say you're taking, going to Houston, you take the highway compared to taking the interstate. Yeah. It'll take you a little bit longer taking the highway compared to the interstate. You, you know, can still make it there. You can still can make a, it there. A lot of extra You just burn a lot more gas getting there. A lot more gas, you're doing lane changes, avoiding so. cops. Yep. Or you could just do it the right way. Yep. And so, it all kind of comes back to that same principle of, of moving well earn not given like focus on the things that you need to focus in on and spend the time doing it and if you don't want to that's okay but have that honest conversation with yourself and you know one thing I've been kind of playing around my head as well is you know we do have athletes here that are just like well I'm really not interested in doing a bar muscle up I'm really not interested in in doing anything in particular I'm just more interested in in looking good and, and feeling good mm-hmm. and, and that and that's completely fine but also I know I've seen this before in the past is usually when people have a goal of some kind like some type of uh, physical goal when it comes to um, 
like for instance, like I'm trying to uh, get to a certain number on my deadlift or try to get a bar muscle up or X amount of strict pull-ups, that usually they enjoy the process way more yeah. and they look better because their intensity is higher mm-hmm. on a consistent basis because they're working towards a goal. Yeah, and I think that because this goes back to whenever I started doing, me personally, I started doing CrossFit too. Aesthetic goals can kind of always be changing and they're kind of never enough. Well, it's never, yeah, it's never going to be never enough when it comes to aesthetic goals. Yeah. I, like, I could probably look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and in some strange way, it still wouldn't be satisfying to me because I, you know, I've been doing that long and mind tricks itself, all that kind of stuff. Because you're always in that comparison mode of, you know, well, I want to look like this particular person. You know, like yeah. you see a particular person that's like, well, that's what I want to look like. Or even if you're if you're not consciously like, I, I want my abs to look like that. You'll look at your abs and be like, I'm unhappy with these. But when you reel it back, like, why are you unhappy with these? Because, like, they're yours. Yeah. Why are you unhappy with them? Um, it's because of the comparison yeah. to someone else. Most of the time, aesthetics is going to be very hard to be happy with because a lot of times you're probably never going to be fully happy with the way you look. That's, that's across the board with anybody. Even some... The guys, like I've read articles of people that are, you know, fitness models and things like that. And they're still not, they still have things about their body they don't like, you know. And usually when I hear that, I understand where that's coming from because, you know, once my competitive days were kind of done with CrossFit a little bit, you know, you're kind of calling that limbo thing of like what you want to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, do I want to look good and move well and things like that? And, And yes, definitely. But I've also found that you know, still working on particular goals are humongously beneficial. Quantifiable goals. Yeah, quantifiable goals. Not qualitative. Because you folks, you have, you have a process laid out and you have something to look forward to every single time and you fall in love with the process of it and usually the aesthetics come um, with yeah. it, you know? That form follows your function. Yeah. Because more than mm-hmm. likely, let's say for instance, I'm trying to get a strict pull-up for instance, they say that's my goal. Well, more than likely what's going to happen if I really truly want to do better get a strict pull up and and I still want to look better as well well usually I'm going to try to start eating better because about maybe lose about 5 or 10 pounds yeah, then I'm going to be lighter easier for me to work on that pull up I'm going to do an extra work so it's probably going to build some more lean muscle mass I'm going to you know have a better better shoulder definition a better you know back and things like that I'm going to look better and feel more confident in myself because like now I've got that strict pull up and so all those things kind of tie in together so you know, um, that's why I feel like it's it's very beneficial to have those goals and not to solely focus on the sex alone. Yeah, aesthetics will come. They'll just follow mm-hmm. along. Yeah. So I think with either re- regards to competition level or like just straight up numbers, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, or even the aesthetics, like we kind of talked about just now, both goal making processes would benefit from you not comparing yourself to others, mm-hmm. and would yeah. benefit from you just comparing yourself to to what you now. Done, you now, what you've done yeah. in the past, and all that jazz. Because when, like, we keep going back, I can pull the sample again. Like, you're not comparing how your waist looks to that girl's waist. Or, yeah. you know, how, how big my bicep looks compared to that guy's bicep. Or how my abs look compared to this person's abs. It's focusing on you and yourself and, like, I want to try to get a strict pull up. You're not comparing yourself to anybody when you're doing that most of the time. You're mm-hmm. using that for your own physical accomplishment because you've yeah. never done a strict pull up before. And you just, you know, you got to be more kind to yourself. Like you're trying to become your best version of you. Yeah. And like there imagine, if, somewhere. imagine if your kid went to go take off on the bike for the first time, fell over, and you just like left it in the street. Like you're like, not my kid anymore. <laughs> you know, like that's what <laughs> some people do. Like they get so. I was me the other day with a deadlift. Like I, I like can't get it, and I'm so frustrated. 
But like, just be a little bit more gentle with yourself. Like, it's okay. You're trying to be the best version of you, not you compared to that guy or you your waist compared to yeah. that person's waist. Like, like be be kind, be slow with the process. If it doesn't well, come instantly, it's okay. Usually, the general rule is like, give yourself the five minutes, have a pity party for a second, yeah. be mad, be frustrated for five minutes, and then be done with it and move on. Because once again. Doesn't matter one way. If I did spend time working on it, and then the day came to try to PR or try to get the max deals that I'm trying to get to, and I don't get it, I could be frustrated for five minutes. It's like, okay, it's just a bump in the road. I'm still going to keep working towards it because it's the only other option that I have. Because yeah. if I don't work on it, then nothing's going to change either. And then if I don't get the PR and I didn't work on it leading up to that, I can still be frustrated for a second because it's still important to me. Mm-hmm. But once again, I can sit back and have a conversation with myself like, look. I didn't spend any time doing it, so yeah. I really didn't earn the right to try to PR today. In the grand scheme of things like that, like whether it be the muscle-up goal or the deadlift or the row or the run, and whether you did work on it or didn't work on it, either way, like let's say, for instance, you did work on it. This is the best-case scenario. You did, you worked. When it came down to it, you were like five seconds slow, like five seconds behind or you know five pounds under, whatever it may be. That might have been like a really good thing because now you have to hammer at it some more. Mm-hmm. Whereas what happens if you did make your goal? You know, what happens if you ran that 520 mile or something? Yeah. You'd be like, woo, all right, cool. I'm glad that's over. I'm never doing that again. And you never want your fitness answer to be like, I'm never doing that again. Or that lot this week. On the row? Yeah. Yeah. Probably on that one. I mean, that one is, that was a, is a lot of pain, but... At the same time, I mean, unless it's climbing Mount Everest or the 24-hour challenge, something that's, like, hugely mechanically painful, mm-hmm. um, you should never really say, like, all right, I never want to do that again. Like, you don't hit, like, your PR bench press and be like, all right, well, I'm never going to bench again ever in my whole life ever. No. And you're going to go through ways where you're more fit at times than others, especially with different lifestyle changes and things like that throughout your life. And we had this conversation about... You know, before the testing even started was, you know, dealing with maybe athletes who are like, well, I really don't care about getting any better at X movement. Like, I really don't care about PR or get a better strike, whatever it may be. It's like, okay, well, let's just test it to make sure you didn't get less fit than you did last time. You know, like, you can say, like, well, I'm never doing this particular item again. It's like, well, you don't necessarily have to improve upon it if that's your goal. You know, that's completely Mm -hmm. fine to you. Well, let's just make sure that you're at least in the realm of that area. Around the same area, yeah. Because you don't want to get less fit. Like you don't want to hit. You don't want to hit the best that you've ever done. And then let's say let's go back to the mile time. So you hit a five twenty mile, and then you're like, well, I'm never testing my mile again. And you actually go to retest it. Let's say two years from now, and you run like a six thirty mile. Yeah. You're gonna be very disappointed. Very disappointed. And technically speaking, you're you're not as good at it. You're not fit. And I'm not yeah. saying you can like. You don't have to about, always like put these fires out either. You don't have to always you know cover the. Like a cat covering turds, you don't always have to do that. <laughs> you don't cat have to constantly turds. be stressing yourself out. Well, you can only but, be, you can't be good at everything all yeah. at the time. But you can stay within the realm because that's why we do CrossFit too. Well, yeah, you're trying to you're not trying to be great at anything. You're not trying to be bad at anything. Yeah, there's no destination with it anyway. Like some people think, like, all right, like if I got perfect at CrossFit and won the games, none of those dudes or girls ever just quit after that. They're like, all right, I made it. Yeah, I can quit and die super healthy. Yeah, no, you still have to keep doing it. No, it's – at all points in time, you're going to be – your fitness journey always changes, and your goals change. You know, you know, sometimes it might – for instance, it could be more of an endurance-based goal. Let's say it's go back to the mile, and that could be your goal for X amount of time. But then three or four years on the road, now it's like, well, I really would like to get stronger now. 
Yeah. You know, so that means that your mile time is probably going to get sacrificed some to get a little bit stronger. And so when you go to retest that mile after you're you kind of gone through your strength phase, it might so be instead of a five twenty mile, it might be more like a six minute mile. And but you got stronger in the process, mm-hmm. and so then you kind of take away some strength to get better at your mile. And it's it's, some, it's like a tug of war with yeah. your body because your adaptation wise, that's two opposite sides of thing of getting stronger and getting better endurance. It's yeah. Kind of, so it's very tough for you to do both those things at the same time consistently. If you're not trained, you've never trained before, or you're very out of shape. Those things can happen both very quickly simultaneously, but as you become more fit and more experienced with your fitness levels, those you're going to have to probably start sacrificing some to give to the other. Yeah. And then, but what I'm saying is, you know, you give a little bit to take a little bit, and but it's then you take some to give away to the other one, but it's still a, a gradual climb, mm-hmm. you know, as you go along. Yeah, you can see massive windfalls in one area, and then now you're trying to get stronger, now it's in the other area. But as long as, you know, that's why we test regularly too, as long as you're roughly somewhere in the spectrum, mm-hmm. you're still getting fitter. Yep. So, but that was the whole entire spiel I just want to talk about is, is just making sure people really have that honest conversation with themselves and, and say, you know, how much extra time they do. Do they actually spend doing this? And, you know, I know it kind of sounds kind of rough to say, you know, earn not given in a sense, but, you know, I want people to realize that just coming to the gym every single day five hours a week is a humongous commitment and that's very yeah. great but also it's a general blanket program you're going to have to work on particular items that are not necessarily your strong suit to get better then you're going to have to spend more time yeah week imagine like getting nutritionally better and you're eating school lunch mm-hmm. you know still going to do the job you're going to get energy and all that jazz but if you know you might some people might get thicker off of that some people are malnourished you know whatever it may be for you individual, like if you pack a lunch, that's gonna be better for your nutrition. Yep. It's to your macros. Yep. You just spend a little time, a little time, a little time fixing that lunch every single day. A little, a little bit of hard work. work. A little hard work. Just a little. Just a little bit. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Yeah. And that's the reason why we're here as a coaching staff to always help out. We're always here, and um, that kind of like makes me think about like we talk about it. Sometimes it's outside of the spectrum of CrossFit. You gotta work on extra. We're just like doc, like where doctors will always first prescribe diet and exercise, but no one ever listens to that, ever. So we always I want the pill. Yeah, at first we always recommend. I'll give you. I've done this a hundred times or more. Give someone verbally like, all right, come in like five minutes before and do like three sets of five pull ups or whatever it, you know whatever it is. I'll give Very them something simple. right off the beat. I'll give it to them. Very simple. Just like the information's right there. Take it. Yeah. But. If it does stick, it's only for maybe like a week or so, you know. Uh, but we've had a lot of people. We have like forty-two archive clients. We've had a lot of people find really good benefits with Hurricane X, mm-hmm. which is still very, very cheap, not free, like the little nugget of info that we give out at first. Uh, but it's still very cheap. It's emailed or like sent to your phone, and it's something that could help you work on extra stuff. Like we still within the, this building have a lot of resources for you to work on whatever weaknesses you might need to work on. Every like quote is like everything works but not everything works forever. Not everything works forever. Yeah. I mean doing like a three set to five would work for a period yeah. of time, but sometimes your body's adaptation is going to occur mm-hmm. at some point. So you're gonna have to change the same list to do that. And that's the reason why we're here as a coaching staff. You know, we always want you guys to succeed. Um, but we're also here to help with your other goals as well. So when you want to spend a lot of your time getting better at pull-ups or handstand push-ups or whatever it may be, 
you know, and you have no earthly clue as to how to go about improving that, we can talk to you and give you some examples like, hey, this is what we may recommend you to do, but it's always better when you have structure. When you have yeah. somebody holding you to the fire and say, hey, this is what you're gonna do, and you, you know, if you're not doing it, it's like we're gonna reach out to you and say, hey, we saw you didn't do the program this week, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know, and so having that one extra person accountability that helps out a ton. Yeah, not having a, even just not even worrying about it. Like I know what's the program for myself. Yeah, but it's just I won't stick. To, I personally won't stick to it, and I work yeah. here and I have yeah. the knowledge. So. That's what I'm saying. It's always better when somebody's just telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, it's it's always easier to put trust in somebody somebody else sometimes than yourself, and especially when it comes to fitness and that side of things. Um, in my opinion, yeah, and like what we talk. It, like we're we're talking about this like straight up from a, an appropriate dosing standpoint too. Like the no one's building like a three story house off of Hurricane X profits. It's like twenty dollars a month for yeah. the the fifteen minutes twice a week, like we talked about, like the yeah. easy startup. So it's really like cost effective for the people. It's hugely beneficial if you need some structure thrown into your extra work. Yep. So uh, yeah, that's about it. Really that's about it. Yep, so y'all get out there, be honest with yourself about your weaknesses, but be kind to yourself with them too, and then pick them britches up and start getting to work. Bootstraps. Pick up them bootstraps and start working hard. All right, a little bit of hard work goes a long way. So y'all stay tuned. Um, Thank y'all for listening to this podcast. Uh, We'll have another one coming up at the top of next month with our October Athlete of the Month. Not even we know who that is. So it's a super surprise. Some lady somewhere. Some lady. So y'all stay tuned to that. And thank you all for watching as always. Later, guys.